this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with Paul in the Roman Tribune. Paul brought to the council. Paul divides the room, plot to kill Paul, and Paul sent to Felix. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Holy God, holy and most gracious Father, have mercy and hear us. Our
A reading from Romans, chapter 15. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring to the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ, and thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation, but as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You are no doubt familiar with the Apostle's bold declaration in Romans 1:16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Now in the epilogue to this epistle, Paul swings back to remind his readers of the riches of this saving gospel which has provided them with the righteousness that is by faith alone and outfits them with all goodness and knowledge so that they are able to teach one another. How does the Apostle Paul view his own work? What does that have to say to us who are or will be ministers of the gospel of Christ Jesus? From this morning's text, there is certainly much that could occupy us we could, for example, ponder how this little Jew from Tarsus was compelled to proclaim the gospel, making a venturesome commitment to go where no apostle has gone in preaching Christ, where the name of Christ has not been uttered. Or we might probe 
the nature of the signs and wonders which made manifest the power of the Holy Spirit. We could meditate on Paul's pride in his apostolic work and how that is different from human hubris, often seen in religious figures who disguise it with a superficial veneer of piety. Today, however, we will focus on a single theme from verse 16, where Paul states his intention to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified, by the Holy Spirit. Our Lutheran confessions speak of two kinds of sacrifices. There is the sacrifice of propitiation or atonement made by Christ alone as he worked reconciliation between God and man obtaining the forgiveness of sins. The apology of the Augsburg Confession calls the other kind of sacrifice, Eucharistic sacrifices. This sacrifice does not repeat the sacrifice done once and for all at Calvary, nor does it merit the forgiveness of sins or work reconciliation with God. And these Eucharistic sacrifices, which encompass all of the suffering, all of the prayers, all of the good works of believers, we give thanks and express gratitude, the Apology says, for having received the forgiveness of sins and other benefits. It is this kind of sacrifice which Paul speaks when he writes of his being placed into the priestly service of the gospel as he now renders his missionary work. A few chapters earlier in Romans 12, the apostle made the appeal that Christians, by the mercy of God, would present their bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This, Paul says, is your spiritual worship. Now in our text, Paul speaks of bringing not just his body, but the whole lot of Gentiles who have heard and believed the word of the cross, bringing them as an acceptable sacrifice to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. This is the apostle's spiritual yet bodily sacrifice, his priestly service of the gospel. The Gentiles in their darkened minds of unbelief were without a preacher. And so they were perishing in the futility of sin. Paul was sent to them by Christ Jesus as his minister to proclaim not the letter that kills, but the spirit that gives life. Israel's Messiah is the promised root of Jesse, 
who rises to rule the Gentiles as the one in whom the Gentiles hope. It is through this gospel that the Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies for himself a holy people. Paul says it is his priestly service of the gospel to bring this offering of the Gentiles to God. It is the Gentiles, those who lived outside of God's covenant, who transgressed the way of the Torah, the uncircumcised and dirty, smelly with the scent of death. It is these unclean dogs who were once no people, alienated from their creator, who are now sanctified by the Holy Spirit through faith in Christ. And Paul offers them up as his living sacrifice. Paul can even boast in his work, but he is quick to add that this is what Christ, what Christ has wrought in me. Paul's priestly service of the gospel did not reconcile him to God or acquire the forgiveness of his sins. Christ's sacrifice alone accomplished that. But in Christ, Paul's cruciform life of suffering in the service of the proclamation of Christ would bring Christ to the Gentiles and the Gentiles to Christ so that the prophecy of Isaiah would be fulfilled, they shall see, see who have never been told of him and they shall understand who have never heard of him. The hardships, the beatings, the shipwrecks, the imprisonment, and all the rest that Paul endured in his body would finally enable the gospel to have free course. And at the end of it all, Paul himself would be poured out like a drink offering. Through the gospel, through that gospel that Paul proclaimed, faith would be created in the hearts of the Gentiles so that their lips would confess Jesus Christ as Lord. And thanks be to God, we now are numbered with that ever-growing offering of the Gentiles that extended because of Paul's pressing on to what for him would have been the uttermost parts of the, of the world. The Lord did through Paul far more than he could ever imagine or think. And sitting here today, we are the recipients of this saving word. We are part of the offering of the Gentiles through the gospel preached by Paul. 
Now, as servants of Christ Jesus, we are put into this priestly service of the gospel. So we are bold to pray in the words of Martin Franzman's hymn, O Spirit who did once restore thy church that it might be again the bringer of good news to all, breathe on thy cloven church once more that in these gray and latter days there may be those whose life is praise, each life a high doxology to Father, Son, and unto thee. Amen. Amen. Peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting.
I cry to you, O Lord. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. My mouth is filled with your praise. Every day I will bless you. By awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness. O God of our salvation, of all the ends of the earth, and of the heart of the Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. He redeems your life from the pit. And crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, you exalted your Son to the place of all honor and authority. Enlighten our minds by your Holy Spirit that confessing Jesus as our Lord, we may be led into all truth through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. O God, by the patient suffering of your only begotten Son, you have beaten down the pride of the old enemy. Now help us, we humbly pray, rightly to treasure in our hearts all that our Lord has of his goodness borne for our sake, that following his blessed example, we may bear with patience all that is adverse to us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this sign from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my dreams in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul of all things, that your holy Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.